Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joined with me, as always, <laughs> is Jeremy Bradetich. To the top. <laughs> <laughs> I played 43 games this year. And June Williams. I definitely did not play that many games this no, year. No, neither did I. Jeremy, let, let's be clear. Jeremy played 43 new games yeah, that sorry, came out of 2019. Yeah. 43 games that came out this year. I did not do that either. No, I did not do that. That's messed up. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about game of the year just yet. That's later on in the podcast. What we're here to talk about is gaming news, questions and impressions. Uh, if you're not familiar, this is minimap.com.au's bi-weekly podcast where we talk about all that stuff that I've mentioned twice now. Um, you can find it on podcast services basically everywhere. You can also find it on minimap.com.au where you can find some of our articles, some of our other podcasts. Um, you, If you want to support this podcast, the website, what we do, us as people, if you just feel like throwing money around, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash minimapau. Over there you can find cool perks like our outtakes, like our show notes and other things. You, so, know, what, you know what they say about this time of year? Yeah. It's time for giving. It is the time for giving. And our Patreon. It's yeah. right there. You know what else they say about this time of year? Give money to me, Minimap. They say that all the time. Give money, me, me, yeah, the GMMMM. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, you can head on over there to support the podcast if you feel so inclined. Otherwise, we'll be here for you every couple of weeks to just shoot the shit. You know, just chat. Oscar Isaac could get it any day of the week. It's Star Wars opening day. Jeremy has seen it. I hate it. He doesn't like it. I haven't seen it. June doesn't like Star Wars. Yeah, June will never see it. So we're not going to talk about it very much. We're also recording this. I th- At all. This, it's prudent to mention this podcast is going to be coming out after Christmas Day, probably the 27th. Merry uh, Christmas. Hope everyone had a good holiday yes a good a good christmas day a good boxing day Mm, got some Um, games for christmas yeah maybe a console maybe maybe like so settle down don't go overboard right maybe like a new controller Uh, that's more that's more like it i got i got a um pro controller for my 23rd birthday eb games gift card from family that you don't speak to but only know that you like games that they 20 bucks, that's enough, right? They didn't do that. They would give me Bazinga shirts. Bazinga? I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Every year. They gave me that. What was the other shirt they gave me? They gave me a, a Gangnam Style t-shirt. Oh, and he's a nerd, right? It was 2015. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I was 18 years old. <laughs> Buying shirts as gifts is like dangerous territory. Buying clothes as gifts for anyone is dangerous territory. I learned that the hard way long ago. But... It makes me appreciate more the shirts I got from my aunt that I still wear today, like my Vote for Pedro shirt. You like Napoleon Dynamite? I really do. Although that shirt should probably go in the bin. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last week we spoke about um, our games of the decade. Uh, and that was for two reasons. Uh, one, because Jeremy wanted to put off uh, talking about game of the year a week because he had some contenders that he hadn't touched yet and two yep. because it's the end of the decade um it's now been that little bit of extra time Jer- jeremy's had a glance at those other contenders so we could talk to them so we could talk about them for the game of the year discussion i have and um and so we're gonna do that we're gonna talk about the games of 
the year. Um, um, sorry, just a heads up for the games that I've been playing. Uh, we can skip mine because they're going to be in my top games of the year anyway. So we even can... Destiny. Do we I talk about Destiny Two? Whatever we played this I week. I don't have anything new to talk about Destiny Two. Oh wow! Okay, it's going to be a short what we've been playing then because it's just me and um, two of the games I spoke about last week. Slash, one of the games I spoke about the last six months. Um, all right. Well, well, let's just let's just knock it out of the way then. So Jeremy's not going to talk about any of these games. Because, I mean, I will, but not right now. Yeah, not right now. That's going to be part of the games of the yeah. year list. <laughs> what have you been playing, Kerry? Uh, so I've been playing a little more Halo Reach. I still like that game. I'm yep. still upset. The the thing that I'm I'm, I'm a bit upset. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a bit disappointed with my friends with this game. Okay, and you know the reason why? Harry says making direct eye contact with me. Yes. And you know the reason why? Because we're playing Destiny instead. Because you, not only are you still playing Destiny instead, but for, for months we we're all like, Halo's coming to PC. Everyone, let's get ready. Halo's coming to PC. We're going to play so much Halo together. It's going to be great. We're just going to like live and breathe Halo. So and it's my first Karen Halo and I'm this. ready for it. <laughs> and you know what happens? Jeremy's like, like four games in, he's like, I reckon one more and then maybe something else. I'm like, what? what Jeremy what why and he's like I've done this bit already I've done this I did the come home from school sit down play Halo eat dinner play Halo go to bed go to school play Halo dinner Halo bed yes I was like yeah but I haven't (laughs) (laughs) baby brother Kelly wants to play Halo yeah play Halo (laughs) with me it's my turn on on the the Xbox Xbox. it is it's my turn on the Xbox with everyone else Uh, and like I get it like, you probably did put in hundreds of hours into Halo. Sure fucking did. And then the other thing you said was, um, I was like, yeah, but we could do that again. And you're like, no, but you'll burn out. I was like, no, nah, it'll be fine. You're like, by the time Halo 4 comes out, you'll be so sick of Halo that you won't care to play any games for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe. Three, 360 during that era was a different time. Yeah. It's also a dis- different part of your life where you could just, like, go to school and then play Halo. <laughs> Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah. That said, you've played 42 games this year, so, I, you know, I, you could probably consolidate your hours and still have those days. Yeah, everything's the same apart from I have less money. <laughs> um, no, but that game's really good. It's been interesting playing that alongside Destiny because um, the shooting is so different. I oh, know, it's interesting. There's no stakes in Halo because you just play online matches and, like, nothing matters at the end of the day, but... I feel more invested in the in the moment-to-moment shooting and then the slate is wiped clean every 10 minutes where with Destiny I feel less engaged with the moment-to-moment shooting like the shooting is just like don't think about it just shoot the Cabal shoot the Vex you know change your weapon oh PvE definitely yeah and that's kind of what I prefer and but then you've got the the constant of the of the level grind of the armor upgrades of the weapon upgrades and the yeah. stuff like that it's nice playing a bungee made game where you don't have to care about what weapons you choose are you talking about Halo or Destiny? Halo. In, it doesn't in, matter. You know, like in Destiny, it's like, oh, I'm going to choose this hand cannon or I'm going to choose this SMG or whatever. Like, you're always constantly choosing like, oh, this one's Ark, this one's fucking Solar. Yeah. This one's got weapon mods, all that shit, right? This one's like lower light level than the other ones. I'm going to use the one I don't like as much because it's stronger, right? Whereas in Halo, it's like assault rifle, pistol, sniper rifle, right? It's just like the you just shoot. Yeah, you just get the gun yeah. and you use it till it's empty and then get another one. Okay, fair enough. I get it. Uh, something we've done since last time, though, is we have played the firefight mode. That mode's fun. Mm. That was like that's like hailed as being like the 
the the start of all like proper like first or like just shoot a wave modes, right? Like uh, Gears was first. Gears was first. Yep. Oh, okay, never mind. It was horde mode. It was really interesting because we were just playing simply. It was just four of us. It's just simple modes. We played with Billy. It was fun. It was fun. It just was fun. Like yeah. it was simple fun. Like there were so many modes and things we could have settings we could have tweaked and like different variants of the map. We could have done generator defense. We did do that once. Um, it's hard. But like it was just fun. It just was fun just sit, being on a map and shooting aliens. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know. I guess that's not much else to talk about that. Also played Destiny 2. I don't really feel like I've got much more to add to that. It's fun playing that game. Yeah. Cabal stole his sundial. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. The new season started. Jeremy and Ollie were grinding as hard as they could to get to level 100. And they made it. I made it like 72 or something. Yeah, I think you said this last time. Yeah? Yeah. Like that they made it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that was only a week ago. The season started, I think, after we finished recording. Oh, that's right. This, the new season started like that evening. Yeah. Okay, never mind. So the new season started. <coughs> Someone stole... Osiris' sundial. So now we're going through time again. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. This yeah. season's okay. It's fine. I think, yeah. This is what it's going to be like from now on. Yeah. This is Bungie not crunching. Which is good. Yep. By all means. Take your time. And that way I'll get to the season to cap. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that's it for Destiny. Uh, the other thing I've been playing is Shovel Knight King of Cards. Which is... Interesting for a number of reasons. This is this is Shovel Knight's uh, final expansion that has come out. Um, final or latest? Final. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure, and it's the it's the expansion that was you know promised on Shovel Knight's Kickstarter for Yacht Club Games. I think it's called. I think the studio is called. Um, I think so. That you know that game came out in 2013 to applause, and like they've been coming out with you know uh, all of the different. Um, uh, expansions for it. I, I, I don't remember the extra the extra ones. It was like Slave Knight or like Shadow Knight or something like that. The, the one with the scythe, like Pestilence Knight, and they all the all the expansions. They have characters that control completely differently. This is the first one I've played, and which is weird because it's the last one that's come out. And I haven't played the others at all, so it's been interesting to jump into this. Um, it gives that old NES platformer feel where everything is kind of punishing and hard and the soundtrack is like good but belligerent it's like crunching <laughs> yeah and um it it i think what i like about it the most is that it's got that old school style without the archaic punishing level design that just screws you over um and it's got a bit of a dark souls recover mechanic so if you die you just lose like a bag of gems and you can go back and recollect your bag of gems um it's really good. It's really fun. And it's got this whole, like, kind of like Gwent did with The Witcher. Like, it's got this whole, like, extra card game. It's about, like, pushing cards out of the way on this square tile thing. Um, the writing in is actually really funny, too. You play the, the whole deal. You're playing King Knight. Um, and his whole thing is that he's not actually a king. And he just wants to be titled the king of something. And his his best chance of being called a king of something is to win this this card-playing championship where you become the king of cards. Right. And he's he's walking around being like... Like, he, he drops in at his mother's house, right? It's where you upgrade your health when you buy meat pies from her. <laughs> and you drop in and she's like... And she's like, Oh, oh my gorgeous prince, how are you? And he's like, I'm not a prince, I'm a king. Look at my loyal servants. We can't see them 
we can't see them talk. We can't let them see you talk to me in such a, a lonely way. And she's like, oh, honey, they're not servants. They're rats. <laughs> 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 like, there's just little moments. Like, lots of little things. It, it's, um, it's got a great sense of humor about itself. Um, and a great variation on the mechanics. So I've, I've really enjoyed playing it. Uh, the codes were provided to me by uh, Pop Agenda, who are doing the, uh, the press for that game. So um, I'm also excited. They came out with like this Smash Brothers version of Shovel Knight. Smash uh, is called like Shovel Knight Showdown. And you right. can play as like different bosses from the series and different knights and stuff like that. And on different levels, it, it's like Smash Brothers, but Shovel Knight. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm keen to play that. We could, we could give that a go tonight while, um, while we're here. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about all we've been playing. Jeremy's been playing more, obviously, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and June, you haven't had much, much four games in the last, well, it's only been a week. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Wow, cool. Wow. Fastest, what we've been playing section ever. What are we going to do instead? What are we going to talk about instead? Should we do news instead? No, let's just go right into it so we don't go for too long with the game of the year stuff. Just make, okay. it, make it all about that. So we'll do game of the year. When will we do question corner? Uh, Halfway through. Yeah. Halfway through. Ended at June, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay. Speaking of June. <laughs> all right. We'll see. We'll see if I can pull off that transition when we get there. Um, well, should I do my other thing before we get yeah, into it? Yeah, why don't that? we... Yeah, so Jeremy's pulled up a whole list of like top stories of the year yeah so i sort of had this idea because we we sort of did this with the with the decade and i wanted to really sort of hone in on what this year has been for games um the industry because it's been a very transformative year and a very interesting year and a year that i think has become if there's I think I think there's a problem in the industry as a whole with it not reckoning with itself um, with an industry that is talking about doing bigger and better things making new technology new companies entering the mix and nobody's really looking at what's wrong with the industry and what we have to fix um, so I've 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 chronicled the entire year into a headline or two for each month so i'll just quickly go through it and there's a couple of things that i that i wanted to point out along the way so the year starts off with january bungie splits with activision retain the rights to destiny that was huge that was that was huge news for bungie to keep that game and for activision to lose a property like that because they were obviously not happy with the game with how that game was going and then later in that month activision cancels open world star wars game Sorry, no, EA cancels Activision's open-world Star Wars game. I don't know. Yeah, just, no Activision, let's EA. Just, let's just cut that bit. EA <laughs> cancels open-world Star Wars game. <laughs> In February, Respawn stealth launches Apex Legends. Oh, yeah. What a time. Huge game took over the Battle Royale scene. Yeah, when we thought nothing else could. Yeah. It, um, it briefly rivaled Fortnite. Yes, and is like... You know, still one of the top games on Twitch. Still, like, an incredibly popular game. We had such a good time with that. We had a good mm-hmm. time. I've only won one game, and it was a pub game, and I didn't have much to do with the kills. <laughs> I haven't won a game with all of us. That game's hard. Shocking. 
Shocking that we have it all was, one it together. It was just like something so digestible about it being more comical than PUBG, but like... Not as cartoony as Fortnite. Yeah, yeah something yeah. in between really worked. Well, um, yeah, in terms of like stylizing. Yeah. And the other thing was though, it was it was more refined than either of those games. Yeah, yeah. Like the pinging system, like revolutionary for first person shooters in general. And the slide. And the slide, the <laughs> movement in that game is slick. Yeah. And the way you pick up weapons and automatically attaches all of the mods you've got in that gun that can that you're swapping it out with. Yeah. Like it did did some things. It it was so well made. Mm. <laughs> so following, so this is now entering February. Uh, following uh, part of January's news, Respawn Stealth launch. Yeah, and then Activision Blizzard announces. Uh, Activision announces, despite a record quarter, it would be laying off around eight percent, seven hundred fifty positions of its workforce. Mm. So much. That was a lot. So much. Those were the same. Was that the one that in, was, did those layoffs include the Fire Monkeys layoffs? This is Activision, not EA. Oh shit. Yep. <laughs> Come on, guys. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. hang on. One, one. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have we got to get those two confused? Yeah. Big game company. Well, so the thing is, but both both of these news, like the reason we're getting mixed up is because both like they're similar stories that happen months apart. Yeah. And they sort of seem like the same stories, just with a different name. Um, also in February, it was THQ Nordic's AMA on 8chan, a website <laughs> famous for shooter videos and child pornography. Mm. Um, to which when when they were questioned about it, they said, the opportunity was here and we took it. We got approached in a very friendly and polite manner and we were assured said person, in brackets, shout out to Mark, will take <laughs> care of the nasty stuff, so here we are. Shout out to Mark. Take care of the nasty oh, stuff. Man, take care <laughs> of the Nazi stuff. Uh, in March... EA announced it would be lay off 4% of its workforce, 350 jobs. This is following... Did that include the Fire Monkeys layoffs? Yes. Okay. Which was about 125? I don't remember the number. I think, I think it was more than 100. Um, it was a lot. And that was like 15 or 20% of the entire studio? Yeah. Or and something like that? I think that studio after that shifted entirely to Sims. Maybe. They've, S- been, they've been doing a whole lot of rehiring recently. Okay. Um, so it's a bit weird. Why would they fire people and then rehire them all? It's yeah. Um, uh, Stadia was announced. Very strange. Fucked up. Bad. Well, I mean, we'll get to the wet part of their launch yeah. in a sec, but. And the Christchurch mosque, mosque shooter remarked, subscribe to PewDiePie before opening fire on the mosque. Mm. Now that was... That was fucked up in a lot of ways. That was harrowing. And that was such a like, like, yeah, no shit, your actions have consequences sort of moment for Felix, right? And that was such, and he had such a like a shitty fucking like response. He was, I think he said he was, um, he was like shocked and appalled about it, but it was like, wasn't taking any form of like, you've dressed up as a Nazi before, my guy. Like you have made those jokes. You do those Hitler jokes. Um, in April, Reggie stepped down and Bowser reigns over Nintendo. Because um, <laughs> satire and irony is dead. <laughs> um, I miss Reggie, though. Me too. He was at the Game Awards. I skipped this sort of picture. Did you see that picture? It's like, does Reggie know he's sitting next to... Yeah. What, what was it? No uh, one I don't remember who it was. Who was he sitting next to? Fuck. 
What is it? Have you seen sunglasses? <laughs> Reggie's? Yeah. I don't know, but I want to. He looks baller. <laughs> He's such a big dude. He is a big dude. It was... I still haven't watched all of the Game Awards. I got like two hours <laughs> into it and I just... What won? Who won the Game Awards? Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro yeah. won Game of the Year, which was that's surprising. Expected. Yeah. I wasn't expected, like, because the whole no? thing... What no. did you all think was going to well, win? Well, that's the thing. There wasn't a clear winner, right? It was Sekiro, Control, Smash Brothers, which is like... Because um, it wasn't it wasn't valid for last year's because it came out too late. Um, so Smash Brothers, Sekiro, <laughs> Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, and there was one more. Wow, games Outer sucked Worlds. this year. They didn't suck, suck. It was, it was just, just they weird. weren't like blowout successes yeah. like Red Dead, God of War, Spider-Man, Horizons, Zelda. Yeah. Like they weren't, we didn't have any masterpieces. I think that's what it was. We've been spoiled the last two years with like multiple masterpieces in a year. Yeah. This True. year was full of very competent games that I mean, had th- issues. I think there were masterpieces, but it wasn't, it wasn't AAA. This was not a triple A year. This was like a yes. like an indie double A. Like con- control for a double A game is a masterpiece. Yeah, that's true. When you frame it like that, mm. um, in May, YouTuber Pro Jared cheats on his wife and fishes for in May. Really? Yep. Fishes for slash sends nudes uh, to and from female fans, some underaged. Do you remember when that was all going down, June, and Jeremy couldn't stop talking about seeing Pro, Pro Jared's, Jared's dick? dick? We've all seen it. It's all right. Yeah, you seen it, Carrie? Everybody's seen I have it, seen yeah. it. Nice. What'd you think? <laughs> sure was a penis. <laughs> uh, in June, which is E3, Microsoft... And speaking of June, are we doing that? Yeah. Okay. At the, at the end of June? Yeah, do yeah. the end of June. Last day of June. Last day of June. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Microsoft announced it bought Double or Fine. Bought Double Fine. Who, sorry? Microsoft announced it bought Double Fine. Double Fine. Double Fine. <laughs> which is weird considering Tim Schafer's history with people only owning his games and well, that yeah, weird LucasArts a, thing. They've been an indie darling for so long. Yeah. And Microsoft of all companies considering the hassle he had to get through to get Grim Fandango on current systems. Mm. Uh, YouTuber Etika found dead after committing suicide following multiple public mental health issues. This was like a this is something we didn't talk about because we didn't really follow him, any of us. But this was like a really like this story went on for such a long time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't follow him, but like I saw so many people talking about this. Yeah, yeah, it did go on for a while too. It was very public. It the was whole, super the public whole process. Yeah, because um, I remember like. I yeah. was kind of following it from seeing stuff like he got into a fight with he got into like a punch on with a cop or something. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted. Yeah, and it was like I remember <sighs> thinking like, "Oh, this is not going to end well." It was, it was, it was really, really ugly the way it ended. Yeah, no, it was it was awful. Yeah, um, shockingly visible as well. Yeah, um, and and a sort of a. I don't know. It feels like the the growing pains of a young industry and like, you know, a young profession. Like, what does it mean to be a YouTuber in twenty nineteen? You know, what kind of stress yeah. is anyone under? Yeah, maybe not everyone's in the same position that uh, Etika was in, but it 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 makes you wonder about um, sort of where our industry is going and the, mm. the stress and pressure that everyone is expected to meet and reach and yeah. uh, continue with to make a living. Um, and the final story from June was. Uh, 
EA um, mentioning in a royal commission in it wasn't a royal commission it was like it was a parliamentary commission into gambling in like video it was a games congressional hearing wasn't it in the states I, I think I think it was in the states I think it was in Europe oh okay um, uh, and saying the quote they are not loot boxes they are surprise mechanics and they're quite <laughs> ethical quite <laughs> ethical I didn't know something could be less or more ethical uh, that is the most ea statement of like anything right it's excuse so... me sir how ethical are your surprise mechanics oh yes yes quite how many boards of people did that have to go through oh, before they finally said yes uh do you want to do your question corner yeah shall we yeah uh, just to just to break up the the year a little bit the yeah, flow yep the yep yep um, we wrote this one down this time yeah i remember it the question was what is Slash was your most regrettable video game purchase. I know mine. You know yours? Mm-hmm. Are we going to do it before the break? No, I don't know what mine is yet. I th- don't think. Okay. Maybe let's just take a sec. Yeah. And we'll come back into it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to jump in. Yeah. Who wants to start first? I'll, I'll knock mine off first. Okay. Uh, the Fallout 4 Pip-Boy edition. Oh, yeah. yeah you said that last that. time. Yeah. yeah. It's um shitty plastic. It's fucking garbage. Did it fit your phone? Uh, it did. I, I had one of the five phones that it would fit <laughs> at the time um and the app was like not great oh, no it wasn't good and it was like it was like on a delay of like two seconds too yeah. um and it was like it's so loose around my arm and there's part of it where like everybody so everybody who owned this when trying to open it for the first time you don't know how to open it because it's like not really clear how to do it until you know how to do it oh boy and there's this tiny little button on it which you press and you realize it's not a button and you just broke it because <laughs> it looked like a button but the plastic inside of it is just so weak you just shove your finger inside of the fucking pit boy and i saw so many reddit threads of like hey did anyone else break this bit and everyone's like yep thought it was a button <laughs> that's very funny yeah not as bad as the canvas bags that 76 had but like yeah oh my god oh, that's right fucking hell debacle. yeah the the one like positive use of the app I saw for that was uh, like a slow mo guys secondary channel that, thing. That was a very good video. Do you see that? Do you yes. know what that one is? Uh, so, do you know the slow mo guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Gavin Dan. Yeah. And Dan was playing Fallout Four, and Gavin set up like a a camera in the like top corner of the lounge room, just watching him play. And then Gavin just had the app connected to the game, <laughs> and was just like using like stim packs. And Dan's like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> and they would just like drop all their weapons. <laughs> And like, and then like, drop drop his armor off. You just hear these like clunks as he's walking around the floor. And it took him so long to catch on. <laughs> um, so I've got I've got mine, which is, it's not it's not a huge deal. Like I don't have like a, man, I wasted eight hundred dollars kind of a thing. Um, but I did buy the Just Cause Three Collector's Edition. That's the one I thought was going to give you. Yeah. 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 Because you've tried to pawn that fucking thing off to me so many times, being like, "Hey, do you want this?" What so was in it? What the was Collector's in it? Edition was really interesting. I l- Just Cause Two was one of my favorite games, and Just Cause Three was coming out. It's going to be next gen. It's going to be great. I got it for PC. I ordered it from from EB Games, my local EB Games, and then they called me up and they were like, "Hey, we don't have the like." <laughs> We don't have the PC Deluxe Edition that you ordered from us. We've only got the PS4 one. So what we'll do is we'll give you a standard copy of the PC and just give you a PS4 Collector's Edition with the game. I was like, okay, cool. And then I sold the PS4 copy. <laughs> nice. It was great. Um, and what it came with was the game and I think like a map and maybe an art book, like one of the small ones, and a replica of Rico's grappling hook. 
that sits it's that just sits on a little stand you know classic collector's edition model replica stuff this replica <laughs> has like a fake cable for the grappling hook like the grappling hook is constantly like half out half in and the cable on it is really shit and you can fit most most people can fit their hand through the the start of the gauntlet but it thins down to the point where only my niece or nephew could wear it at the very end. So I can only get like two fingers into this thing if I actually wanted to wear it. And if I'm not going to wear it, then why is there a hole big enough for me to put my hand in yeah. through? You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and so it got, gets to the point where I like, I'm, I'm moving house and I take it with me and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do with this thing? I, every time I look at it, I'm like, well, you're out of place. I don't want to like create more things... Like, I don't want to create a space where you'll go and I don't want to, like, buy more of these things to justify having a space for you to go because I clearly don't know what to do with you. <laughs> and so I've tried to... You tried to give it to me so many times. I've tried to give it to you. I, I, I posted on Facebook. No one responded. If anybody <laughs> wants the Just Cause 3 Collector's Edition grappling hook, please let me know. <laughs> and I will send it to you with bubble wrap. I'll pay for postage. <laughs> the bane of your existence. Like, I don't... It's, it's not that I hate it. It's that I just nothing it. You're so, you're so apathetic towards it. Yeah, I just like, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> it's like a lost kid that I don't know what to do with, you know? It's like, ah, man, I don't want to sit around here and wait for your parents. Like, they could be forever. <laughs> I don't want to become your de facto guardian. <laughs> That's not how I would actually be with a lost kid now that I say all of that. All of those if terrible things. If anyone wants things, this lost but... kid, I will pay for the shipping. I will bubble wrap it to you. <laughs> uh, um... <coughs> June, what's 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 your what's your regret? Um, I was originally thinking about Astral Chain on the Switch, but I think Jeremy called it for me better <laughs> than I could have. Um, I've spent a lot. Uh, let me start that again. I've been I've been playing Love Live, which is a mobile anime girl type type game for uh, about four or five years, which means I've spent a lot of money on this game. Um, if I have to put like a ballpark estimate of Oh, dollars spent drum on roll please Sorry, wait, jpegs before you start Kerry uh-huh. I want your assumption my guess yeah, yes yeah. four to five hundred I, th- I think it's closer to like four grand oh what no it's about two grand okay oh. close close I mean like I, I know how much people put into that shit yeah, yeah. Um, and you said that was that, like mm. <laughs> I put a lot of money into it in like 2016 I think right. I put probably a whole grand into it about 2016 oh boy and then yeah it's it's petered down a little bit but over the f- are you still playing years. yeah on and off on yeah. and off like the last time I spent money I spent about $200 in Japan on just the Ooh. game not mm-hmm. merch for the game if we're talking merch for the game then we don't talk about that at all um, is it more? It wouldn't be more, but it would be about the same, I would say. So maybe four grand on the okay, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, what, but, uh, what kind of merch are we talking? Like Figu- figurines. I have a whole the zombie oh, train. Oh, okay. And they're expensive. Like, I four hundred and fifty dollars I spent on my most expensive one. Wow. She's very pretty though. I'm sure. I'm, I you'd hope so. She's very pretty, and I feel like her. I feel like that's the kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, yes, but that's not. Okay, it's uh, her. It's her heart. Uh huh. Yeah. It's yeah. What's, what's yeah. The, yeah, the heart. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets like, because you say that, and I'm like, it's not like you're walking around with like love life, like t-shirts and a love life bag and like shoes and socks and 
and your car's got 18 like stickers <laughs> on the back of it and like you've got like That's a love Christmas life present upholstery should have love life bumper stickers oh please because it needs to go next to my cowboy one that I still haven't put on <laughs> I'm trying to think just quickly I want I want like a I want to be more scandalous with my answer you know I want to be like <laughs> not scandalous but I want to be like oh yeah I spent $800 on like my GameCube something. <laughs> my GameCube like, I have thing. gifts that I would, that I was given for games that are, like, atrocious. And I, I regret that someone got them for me. It has to be your own me. money, I think. I know. Yeah. My, my second one, let me just, like, dump in here really quick. Yeah. It's the Dragon Age Inquisition Collector's Edition. So oh, the yeah. Is that, that come with a grappling hook? You Sorry. both said things at the same time. You, you go first. I said, did that come with a grappling hook? No, just as, just about, though. <laughs> just as worse. Is that the one that stayed in the boot of your car for, yes. like, a, a year? Yes. And I just, like, put shit on it all the time because, yeah. like, I really did not care about it. It came with a set of tarot cards that are, to be fair, really nice. Um, and I did buy it cheaper than what it would have been at launch. But it was still about $250. Oof. And What's that? Was that the only thing it came with that was special? The tarot cards? Yeah, basically. It came with like... um, No, it came with the map as well. The cloth map, which was kind of nice. But the rats... My rats chewed it. So, you know. Um, And like shitty like plastic chess pieces that were garbage. And that was literally it. And like Mm. a big giant plastic box. Jeez. The tarot cards are nice though. And you can resell them. Apparently. I haven't looked for about 100. (laughs) So, uh, those two are my answers. Yeah. Good question. Thanks. Oh, I should probably get the next question. Eh? Mm. Probably. That's that's what we do with the corner. We do. Um, it's, yeah. Like the stuff like, do you have any other, any other regrets, Jeremy? I feel like I'm sitting on like gold. Like I feel like I'm sitting on something. <gasps> oh no. What did you remember that I bought? <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's just me. I was a fool. And bought the physical editions of the Witcher 3 expansion packs because they came with Gwent cards, right? Yeah. They were nice. They weren't that bad. They are nice. Yeah. And I really like the idea of having them. And I've played with them once Mm -hmm. with Harry at school. And we had a great time. And we put on Witcher music. And then we never did it again. (laughs) And they're sitting in my bookshelf. And Sam doesn't want to learn how to play. And I don't want to ask Sam to learn to play. <laughs> and it's just... Is that it? Wasted potential, you know? It makes me sad. I feel sad for those Gwent cards. That's not like scandalous, though. I know it's not scandalous, like, but it was the obvious one sitting there. Like, this isn't games related, but I watched La La Land. And before that movie ended, I had ordered a Casio keyboard. <laughs> It wasn't a Casio. I got a Shangle. <laughs> the Shangle Swindle. The, the Shangle Swindle. <laughs> I bought this garbage keyboard online for like 40 bucks and I came in and you can't press more than three keys down at the same time. That's the, so bad. The fucking like mainframe on the motherboard like starts overloading and doesn't know how to play that many tones. Can't and... pay more than three notes at once. That doesn't uh, make any sense. I watched that movie and I watched Ryan Gosling fall in love with Emma Stone and I was like, I want to fall in love with Emma Stone. So I bought a keyboard and never learned how to play. Hey and man, then I'll teach you. I did not keep it when I moved house. No, because you got swindled. I got the shingle swindle. Yeah. I had to pick it up from a newsagent's. <laughs> Why there? I don't know. <laughs> Why there though? It was though? so far from my house. Why there though, you know? Why there though? I don't know. 
Man, shingle. Uh, ah, the shingle. You want next year's question? Oh I guess. boy, you are yes. not wrong. Uh, kicking off to 2020 with. Have we done this question before? <laughs> Ask what questions is, asked every week. <laughs> what is a sequel that you would die for? Oh, to to have the world be created. Yes. To have the world to experience it. Yes. Aragon you wouldn't be able two. to experience it, but the world would uh, be able to. I mean, to. I was just that's just like a figure of speech, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like, what, do you, what sequel do you want to make? What would you make? give your, your firstborn child for? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. Cool. Oh. Knack three. I hope, <laughs> I hope if I have kids that my firstborn child doesn't listen to this next episode. <laughs> what? Nothing. Cool. Shall we kick on with the rest of the month? Yeah, go to July. Yeah. What happened in July? Uh, so this is... So this we had is, E3 in June. This, we have Surprise Mechanics Are Quite Ethical. So this is continuing from E3 because E3 went no, over... No, this was a part of E3. Yeah. Um, Dr. Disrespect... Banned from Twitch temporarily for live streaming inside a bathroom during E3 while minors were present. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh. You may or may not want to cut this out. When I when I wrote this down in the doc tune, it says Doctor Disrespect in brackets his wife. He cheated on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, in August, Ninja makes a deal with Microsoft, streams permanently on Mixer with a fifty million dollar deal. Groundbreaking. Fifty million dollars. So. Details on this deal are pretty scarce. I had to get it from Tom Warren from The Verge, but he never mentioned like where he got that information from, mm. but he's also like from The Verge, so I'm willing to trust it. Right. But people asking like, hey, where'd you get, like, what's your source from like that number? Because no one else reported the number. Right. And he just replied back with like pictures of like tomato sauce. Um, what so, the hell yeah, does that right? mean? I don't know. Maybe he has like a source that he like won't say. Oh, t- but also sauce. it wasn't in an article. It was just in a tweet. So it's hard to tell. Tomatoes. But also $50 million is a fucking lot of money. A lot of money. It's so much Especially money. for someone like as shit as Ninja. Like <laughs> not as in like he's like gameplay because he's probably like good at the game. Did but you? No. also have you seen his tweets lately? No. He's oh, a no. moron. What was, that? what was that one that he posted? The okay. one where he was like yes. the, the football players. Yes. Okay. So... Have you seen this, June? I don't think so. He was at uh, Game Awards, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, because he was last year's like influential That's right. content creator or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trending gamer of the year. Who's trending? No, gamer no, no. Of they renamed year? it. Oh, really? That's so. That's they the should one have that Greg, renamed it. <laughs> that's the one that Greg Miller won. That's what's what it was called when yeah. Greg won it. Yeah. And they renamed it. Uh, what? What? Who won this year's? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, know. I like I did. I, I saw who won it, and I didn't know who they were. Oh. Um, was it Ewok? I don't know. Ewok, the, the deaf, deaf girl. So, so this is a tweet from so bad. from Ninja. The replies are golden. This, this is a tweet from Mr. Blevin, <laughs> Mr. Tyler Blevin. <coughs> I'll never understand how college and NFL football teams allow kickers that just miss kicks. I feel that there has to be a pool of kickers in the USA that won't miss simple kicks or snappers that won't mess the snaps. I don't know, man. It seems so silly. Would love opinions on this. And all the replies are just, I'll never understand how pro Fortnite players just miss shots. I feel like there has to be some pool of pro players who can sit and just click their heads and hit every shot with 100% accuracy. It just seems so silly. Give me the reply. Give it to me, Jeremy. This is the shit. This is from Ninja again. This is the shittest reply ever. Fortnite requires movement, editing, building, rotating, and hitting shots. There are not a positions in Fortnite. A kicker's job is literally to kick. Horrible analogy. Kind of embarrassing. Oh my god. 
Ninja, please shut the fuck up. How deluded must that man be? Oh, man. It's so out of touch. This is like the president doesn't know the price of milk kind of gag. Like, yeah. it's like... Come on, man. This is what are from, you talking about? Is it coming from a guy who says he doesn't want to stream with women because he's worried that people will think that they're sleeping together? Oh, my God. This is this, And, like, my favorite reply is, if I was a kicker in the NFL, I would simply kick it perfectly every time. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is that what he said? No, but if anybody isn't following 9Volt, you have to follow 9Volt on Twitter because <laughs> they have some of the best fucking game jokes. That's funny. Uh, like, the, the, the old... Is it a Maxim? You know what a Maxim is? No. The magazine? <laughs> I don't I don't know what it means. I just know how to use it kind of a word is okay. the thing. But like the old like saying is like, if you think you could do it better, get out there and do it or shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, like stop throwing shade at people who spent literally like a third of their entire year studying to be the best at something just because you think someone else could probably do it better. Even though you've never properly given it a go. That's so... It's so crap. Did you know Ninja has a book out? I've been Christmas shopping today. What's it about? Kicking. It says something <laughs> on it along the lines of getting good as a gamer. Fuck wow, me. You're, you can really make money on anything they say. He can't even get like a group of people to floss like he tried to on New Year's Eve. Like it's just... Really? Oh, God. oh he was on national television in America on New Year's Eve a year ago I think and he like walks up on this stage and starts flossing and telling the crowd to floss and like no one's doing it why would you tell the crowd to oh, floss oh getting the worst second of embarrassment it was so fucking bad why would you tell the crowd to floss because he's a Fortnite like pro player right oh my god yeah alright Let, let's move, move on, on please, moving please. on I'm gonna shrivel inside Ion Fury won't remove game jo- gay jokes because of censorship so <sighs> Quote censorship. Yeah. Unquote. So this was a controversy that sort of petered a little bit and had popped up and then popped out of the limelight pretty quick. You like that one? Popped out, popped out. <laughs> um, so this game came out and had like a bunch of like gay jokes in it, and people were really upset about it because like obviously like that's a shitty thing to do, and so they were like, "Hey, take out these shitty jokes because they suck and that's bad." And they were like, okay. And then all of a sudden, all these people came out of the woodwork and saying, oh my God, you're bearing down to censorship. So they reneged and went back on it and said, we're not going to remove it because of censorship. And it's like, how spineless, (laughs) right? Like, and this is like, so if you can't tell where I'm going with this, there's this ongoing trend, trend throughout this year. Thread trend. Trend of... Tread. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll save it for the end because of what's what's right next. Uh, the games industry had its Me Too moment, movement. Kind of like almost another one. Yeah, it had a really really intense one, really quick that blew up, and this was a heartbreaking week. Mm. Yeah, it was it was so upsetting. Is this still July. This is this August. is August now. Mm. Um, it was like. It was it was devastating. There yeah. was like because the, the realization of how much abuse was happening in this in the industry, people yep. obviously knew, right? A lot of people knew, which is why I'm sorry. There's a mosquito on my mic. Um, people obviously knew because this stuff doesn't happen in like 
this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Like there yeah. has to be an environment created for this to happen. Um, there's a great Verge article, um, which we can put in the description, which which talks about this in greater detail, um, like specific cases and and the people involved. Um, but it was a really saddening week for people who are invested in the industry and the people who are in the industry and following people for quite a long time who have then experienced some of this and like I had no idea how many people I knew that were actually like who were coming out with stories right um it was like one of those things that it's a shame that it had to happen um but I like it, it, it for, it's for the better that these stories have come out but I don't really know anything that's changed no right um no a few people were um where ties were cut with yeah um and there was that one uh Zoe Quinn yeah um story which I'm sure you can google it ended very tragically um and is still unfolding to this day from yep. the, the ramifications of whatever ended with that story. Um, and and the amount of the amount of abuse and the amount of like the, the amount of uh, like vulgar language that came out of that week as well that was so public was like so disheartening and disgusting. Yeah. And you can completely empathize with some of these you know, survivors that have come out with these stories who then had to leave social media because of the amount of stuff that they're copying. Like, it's just so, so gross. It's it's hard because, like, on one hand, giving people a platform to be able to say these things is good, but then also there are many awful people on the internet. Yeah. yeah. But also there is no other platform for this kind of stuff. Mm because you know big media outlets don't really listen and like for a, a small industry yeah in perspective like you know yeah. film and stuff like that like no one really like the general public don't know who these people are so like no one's gonna Absolutely. care so like i don't know what is the alternative yeah it's hard because it, it got to the point where you know, these stories were breaking about many different people across the world. Mm. And each one of them, you know, you know, like my stomach would drop, you know, it would be like, oh, no, not not again or not this person or not this studio. Yep. What does that mean about these games that I love? What does that mean about these people who I've looked up to as a fledgling game developer or as a games enthusiast? Yeah. And it's hard because when it got to that point, um, I was like, hey, we need to talk about this when it was coming up when we were recording the podcast. And um, and Sharon was like, we, we it, and I think it was a good point and I think it's one we, we're, we're going to stick to as well now. But it's like we have to be careful because we don't want to... We, we there, there are laws that mean that we can't just go ahead and dump on people who have been accused of something because yeah. they have to be given the due process to say if something does go to trial or uh, they they need to be the 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 processes of this need to be examined in the case that someone isn't being wholly truthful yeah and like defamation law in australia is extremely strict and it's also like you don't want to you don't want to jump at a story like it 
for the story's sake yeah too like you don't want to look at a story like this and go oh i can write an article about that right yeah like, yeah, like exactly you, you like, don't that's want like to it's capitalizing on other people's suffering yeah like you, you don't want to accidentally just yeah like literally capitalize on it um in a way that is you know not what the initial intention of the person who came out with the stories wanting because i saw so many people who came out with stories who then said i don't actually want any articles about this i just want people to know so they can be warned yeah you know and it's like finding that balance can be so difficult yeah um i think the 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 biggest lesson that i got from this was something that happened around the 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 big me too move moment that happened movement rather that happened in um 2017 uh that did involve some uh some studios as well some of the bigger studios uh the lesson that it teaches me is that we need to examine the cost of the games that we enjoy and we need to consider what it's worth and how far we are willing to support an industry that is ready to shelter some powerful individuals just because they are in a position well, it's not even shower it's like shelter it's not even shelter it's like protect it's like it's like support an environment where this becomes like a like a a cultural thing or like a norm yeah and it's like you know examining the game saying what is this worth and like the answer is just always like not this like 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 if if someone had to get you know abused or harassed for this game to be made then the game shouldn't have been made um and that sucks, but that's the reality of it. I mean, like, this is prevalent in everything, though, yeah. right? You know, yeah, people hitting their wives and then being famous still. Yeah, in film and TV and stuff, and uh, music as well. Film. Music, well, well yeah, yeah, like in terms of our think, culture, in terms of our media. Yeah, like how much? How much is a piece of media worth loving if the person that made it is a Dick bag, like yep. mm. uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's hard. A lot of it comes from like the idea of like having to suffer for your art, yeah, which is like such a load of horseshit. Mm. The idea of you need to suffer for your art, like like don't get me wrong, like some art has, some of the best art has create has been created out of suffering or moments of pain and stuff like that. Great emotion, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like moments of strife can create something beautiful, but like. You don't put that, you know. You don't put the cart before the horse. Yeah, like the creation of something does not have to be it the strife. Yeah, and you know if yeah, like you don't you, you don't have to support that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that happened in August. Uh, moving on to September of this year, uh, Apple Arcade launched. Um, Was that really three months ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, it was a pretty quiet launch. It was. And then people started talking about all these games. Sayonara, yeah. Wild Hearts. Yep. Um, That's how I played that game. Moonlighter. Moonlighter. No, no, no. Was it Moonlighter? Uh, no, Moonlighter was before. Um, yeah. But, like, a bunch of other games, like Overland was on there when yep. it came out. Um, Manifold Garden went on there at launch. Yep. What the Golf. What the Golf. Um, a bunch of really great games are on that store, which is weird how Apple accidentally stealth well not accidentally because obviously like they put effort into it but they sort of stealth launched a really good independent space for games yeah because there's a bunch of like really small great games on that service 
yeah, a lot of games what they would be around like the five dollar mark on the on the app store and yeah, wouldn't like, get a second look in. Even like fifteen, like Sayonara Wild Hearts would probably go yeah. for like twelve to fifteen bucks. Yeah. And like that was such a good purchase, like for me to do that trial and be able to play that game, because that game was great. Um and also Sean Layden departed Sony mm. in September. Do we know where he's working yet? Nope. Weird. He has said nearly nothing. Yep. He sort of tweeted and that's it. Yep. Weird. Really weird. No official statement. Nope. A tweet. He's just gone. A tweet from him, a tweet from Sony. Uh, October. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. Blizzard bans... Bi- oh, God. This is tongue <laughs> Here we go. Blizzard bans Blitzchung following pro-democracy speech uh, after he won the Hearthstone Grandmasters. Uh, yes, so this is pro-democracy for Hong Kong. Yes, uh, we've covered this in great length. If you'd like to hear more about this, more of my thoughts about China, <laughs> listen to literally any of our other podcasts. <laughs> Head back to listen to any of our global politics yep. podcasts. November, Stadia came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's really not much to say about Stadia because Stadia is really not much about anything. What? A letdown. Um, moving on to December, Valve <laughs> announced a new Half-Life game and the Xbox Series X was announced. At the Game Awards. At the Game Awards. What a weird year. What a weird year. So, Jeremy, what's your angle with the with these articles that we've listed? Okay, so I brought in a lot of topics that we haven't covered on the podcast. Specifically, what I was talking about before, about the games industry not having its reckoning with itself People thought it was going to happen in in August when all of those uh, stories were told. Um, but as far as I can tell, nothing's really changed. And I think it's easy to become disheartened in terms of speaking truth to power and speaking... Like holding people accountable, right? Like 2019... God, 2018. 2019... <laughs> there's been a lot of jokes about it, but there's also been like a lot of like not actually jokes because people are being actually serious about like cancel culture and the idea of like removing someone for doing something that maybe isn't really a big deal, but also like not actually removing people from their lives for doing like things that are actually like really fucked up. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not just the games industry. It's absolutely not just the games industry, but it is in the games industry. And that is something the industry needs to talk about and come to terms with and find out a way to move forward with this because otherwise it's going to collapse again. You know, when you have companies choosing profits over people who are literally fighting for their like rights in countries like Hong Kong, when you have people, you know, like in high profile positions on platforms like YouTube sending and requesting photos from underage girls, when you or have like people at Riot. Yeah, like the riot story, which I completely forgot to put in there. Um, like, and that riot story won journalist awards as well. Like that that riot story did numbers outside of just the gaming space, which I think is phenomenal. Um, and like, when you have a literal shooter make an internet meme based around video games, and it sort of just got forgotten about a month later, um, before he literally open fires and kills you know dozens and dozens of people there needs to be people to 
look at this in a frank and critical way saying like this needs to change i wonder if this year particularly and last year also has been quite ripe with bad news yes every second week yes the amount of times we spoke about crunch culture like exposes mm-hmm. in terms of studios it, that were, it really feels like a big snowball of like this bad thing happens but it's forgotten about because this bad things happened yeah this bad thing happens like it's hard to look at something and be critical about it when it's being overshadowed by something else that's happened also. It's like, how, how do you deal with all of these problems? Yeah, and I think where I figured out what I wanted to talk about today actually came from today when I was on the bus from work and I was thinking about doing the podcast today and I was thinking about getting everything ready because I wanted to sort of reflect on the year a little bit and talk about... All of the really, because when I th- think about the news from this year in terms of games and in terms of the world as well, I think about how fucked up everything is. Like, there is no good news. I'm sad when I read the news and I keep reading the news and then I'm sad again and I forget about what happened last week. And that's yep. really fucked up. Yep. Um, however, in the news today, the American Congress got together and they decided to formally impeach Trump. Mm-hmm. And that is a phenomenally good thing for yes. that for that to actually you know like i'm not saying it's going to change anything yet no it is only one step of the process it is one step of the process but it's also the most important step so far and that is from all of those people in america coming together and voting for their senators uh, sorry voting for their congress people and electing a congress that would actually impeach him and you know like sure it was government that did that but it was the people that did that um, things can change when people come together and like the news today is so easy to look at that and go, yeah, like people did that. Like that wasn't just those 200 and whatever people that actually voted for it. Right. Um, and the games industry can totally do that. They totally have the power to do that. Impeach Ninja. Yes. <laughs> Impeach Ninja. <laughs> want that on a shirt. Um, a, a question. Yes. Do you think... The answer is unionize. (laughs) The answer is unionize for a lot of people. But I do wonder, I wonder if something like that, if it's harder to have a moment like that with the games industry because it's so much less localized than something like the Congress of the United States is. That's localized to one single governing body, one single set of laws. That's a structure. Yes, totally. Yeah. Whereas, but the thing, the thing that was happening with that uh, movement that we spoke about just before happening in August. Yeah. Like I said, that happened across the world. We were talking yeah. about people in Melbourne, across Australia, in Canada, the States, in Europe. Yep. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it just seems so impossible for a group of people to get together and say, globally, yeah. let's change something. Yeah. How does that happen? You know, like that's. That's the kind of change that is unprecedented in this kind of space mm. as we are entering a, entering a more and more globalized community than ever before. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes from getting the news out past just the industry news. Like a lot of it is most people who buy games, they don't know who makes the games right. and they don't want to know or care and it doesn't really matter to them. And like that's fine, but it creates a... And like it creates a space where it feels like people who are following the industry can't actually make a difference because oh, people are going to buy the new Call of Duty anyway. Right. And there are ways to get across through that. 
um, it just like, you know, I don't have the answer to it, but it's just like, it, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of people sticking to their guns. Mm. Um, you know, not looking at what's happened and goes, well, we can't actually change it or I can't actually change it because like, yeah, you can't, but everybody can. Um, and that takes a lot of loss. <laughs> um, speaking about not suffering for your art, uh, that takes a lot of loss before you can get the wins, but then the wins are much, much sweeter than, than anything that's happened before. Meaningful. Yeah. And it, it just, it's, yeah, it's, it takes a long time. And that sucks because in the meantime, stuff continues and it's about making a better space for the people moving forward, right? It's about like leaving it better than you found it. I think that's a great message. Free Hong Kong. (laughs) Revolution of our age. (laughs) Man, no, we're never going to be aired in China. (laughs) Oh no. We'll get Tencent to host our podcast. They'll do it. So they can fund us and then pull our funding. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, man. Wouldn't well, be games journalists if that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so... Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. That's that's our sort of... Um, the year's news in review. Um, and I'm really glad you, you brought that together, Jeremy, because I think that was that was an important segment. Mm, thanks. Good work. No wackers. <laughs> no wackin' forries, mate. <laughs> no wackin' forries. Um... So we're going to, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with our game of the year discussion. Um, don't go anywhere. Cause right after this, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the minimap cast. Here we are. No June's question corner to speak of, but what we do have is one final segment for the year. <laughs> the game of the year. What are you two chuckleheads doing? Silly remote. So we're going to talk about the game of the year. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a weird list. Jeremy's got way too many games. I'm not, I'm not talking about all 43 of those games. <laughs> I've got some games and June has a bit of a hodgepodge. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I think I, I like that we're all coming at this from different angles. Um, Let's take it in turns. Let's go around the circle. So hang on. Are we picking our top three? Are we picking our... Like are we doing, do it last similar last time, like a couple see, see honorable the mentions issue, and then a top the three. Issue, the issue with me though is I don't have a top three because they were all average. And I'm not ranking mine. Like I don't think I, I, I can I, pick I have from a number my garbage one. list. I have a number one, but I'm not ranking anything else. Mm. What are you doing, Carrie? We could all have three different lists ranked in different orders as well. Like, oh, I love that. That's, that's totally really fine. cool. We could just pass it. So you run through your top fifteen, <laughs> and then I talk about three. June talks about whatever they want. I'll just and talk then- about all the ones that I played because there's <laughs> only six. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have something to say about all of these games. I I reckon I've got I've got like three honorable mentions and two to three like breakdowns. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, who wants to? Let's. Uh, I'll kick this one off. Okay. Um. And I think I'll go with my honorable mentions. I've got I've got ten games listed here from games that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'll, I'll give you my honorables and my non-mentionables. Unmentionables. My, my unmentionables. <laughs> sorry, pardon me. <laughs> Christ. I don't want you to see my unmentionables. <laughs> Is that a Scrubs? 
think it's the scrubs. I don't know. Well, stop taking them out then. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, it. <laughs> without further ado, here comes the unmentionables. <laughs> um. Anthem. <laughs> God, I, I had high hopes for you. Oh, I wanted wow. you to be something good, but you just weren't. You really started at the bottom, huh? I'm really sorry. They didn't even get to support that game. Have they cancelled the DLC for that game yet? No, they're still talking about doing their full-on relaunch. <sighs> good luck to you. Yeah, can't wait for that I game. I hope to you hit. pull off a Final Fantasy fourteen and just create a new <laughs> game. Blow up the universe and then start works. again. But God bless you, Bioware. <laughs> Um, Shadow Keep came out For Destiny 2 I don't think it really bears worth mentioning For Game of the Year discussions I think it's an excellent uh, continuation of a game uh, Continuation of a live service game But as far as its impression on me uh, I don't think it has left much in terms of Its effect I enjoy it as a lobby To play games with my friends And click things Yep. Um Halo Reach is here. I think this is my honorable mentions now. Um, oh, no. Unmentionables as well. Tetris 99. Um, that game's cool. I think it's an excellent way for things to be treated. Like, it's an excellent way to adapt a genre or rather a new gameplay style to different gameplay to, like, an arcade game. But, you know, it was cool. It's fine. I'm going to forget about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, tell us how you really feel Halo Reach I love playing I feel like I haven't played enough of it to really like rank it on my list though like it's fun it's Halo it's not new you know but it's new to me and I love it very dearly and I can't wait to play more of it um, also for my honourable mentions I've got What the Golf as a game that I've played for 10 minutes on my brother's phone once and it was the like show your friends section of the game um, did you listen to that section of the I think yeah I, I did yeah. I did yeah that game is so delightful and I cannot wait for it to come to Switch <laughs> because I really want to play it with touch controls but I don't have an eye device so so he's fingers crossed he's hoping that that game can come to Switch soon because I'm I'm stoked to play all of that just stupid game <laughs> I think the fact that you've only played 10 minutes of it yet it's on your unmentionables yeah oh, <laughs> no, no, this, is, this is my Sorry, honorable mentionables. mentionables my bad Honorable mentionables. Honorable <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentionables. Please consider this. <laughs> have um, you seen him? No, you have. I think that's my. That's that's my short my that that's half of my list. So okay. We'll, we'll we'll move on. We'll 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 pass around the circle. June, what are you what are you going to kick it off with? Should I say, like, because like I said, I don't really have like one favorite. Talk about as much or as little as you'd like. I think I think we'll go around three to four times. Just consider that. Okay, I'll say two, I guess. Um, Catherine Full Body came out this year and I talked about it a lot over the course of a couple of episodes because I was playing it. Over the course over of a couple the course of episodes. Of couple, yeah. yeah. Um, I never actually got around to finishing it because I had got a full-time job. Um, but I liked what they did with how they revamped the story and more so how they padded out characters better. Right. I think that they, that wasn't really necessary. They didn't have to do that, but the fact that they did that really uh, added to it a lot. Um, and it looked good and I like having an excuse to play that game. So, yeah. 
it's nice to have reasons to play good games. Yeah. Like, I'd love to... There's been a few games I've been thinking, like, I should go back and play that. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head now, but stuff like... Oh, I should play like when I come to the Last of Us for five hours when they when the trailer dropped for part two. Like mm. that's just it's just good. I find a lot of the time it's like I really have a craving to play a certain game, but then I start it in ten minutes and it'd be like, oh, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, but it was nice to have a reason to play it and not get tired of it because it's a little bit different, you know. Mm. Um, second one I guess would be. I know on your I know you've played Crash Team Racing this year and I was gonna be like I was gonna like jump in with the theme song, but I don't know the theme song for Crash Team Racing, so in my head popped Diddy Kong Racing theme song. <laughs> you know I hate Diddy Kong Racing. You know I hate Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing's great, uh, so really hard. I What is that? The Crash Bandicoot voiceover guy. Oh right. You've forgotten that video? No. Oh yeah, d- yeah. Where he, he does like no. he like does it with his voice, I like hate. just the, play, the the audio of the game. So it's the audio. He of, makes the of a guy sound playing Crash, and like when you get the Wampa fruit, and it goes like, <laughs> it's it, it's very cute. good. That's cute. Um, my second one would be Gris. Talk about Gris. I uh, was really excited about this game because it is gorgeous. It's so pretty. It's yeah. what they've done with the aesthetics of that game is is. Amazing. The soundtrack is really beautiful. I never got around to finishing this one either because I don't finish games. <laughs> um, uh, but the puzzles were really interesting and the story was really interesting and I would like to go back to it. Um, but I also don't really like puzzle games. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, or like platformers, which it is also kind of a platformer. So um, like a side-scrolling. With those, with those considerations in mind that you don't normally like those things, what is it about that game that you enjoy so much? Is it the, the style art. that's pulling it's you through the so art. much? Yeah, it's... It's it's a it's really fucking beautiful, beautiful. game. It's right. I've I've never seen anything like it. It's all uh, I don't know. It's it's if you haven't seen a, like a picture, like just a screenshot of that game, like just go look up Gris because the animation as well. It's so fluid and and lovely, and I could just like watch a video of someone playing it. Like I honestly mm. I don't even need to play. I just watch someone else play it because like I just want to see the art. Right. Um. But I I will go back and finish that one day. I don't want to. Excuse me, sorry. I don't want to burst your bubble, but they did make a Rainbow Six Siege gun skin about Chris. Oh, did they? They did. That's very strange. It's fucking weird. What a weird crossover. Did okay. Ubisoft publish that game? I think so. Or not, which might make it weirder, but also it's a weird sentence to begin with. <laughs> that there's a gun that's just got straight up the cover art of Gris all over a gun. I- <laughs> okay, thanks for that knowledge. I it didn't need like, to know that. It was that. two days ago. Ubisoft honors Greece with R6 weapon skin. <laughs> Get your Greece-themed gun in Rainbow Six Siege before it's too late. That sounds fake. Celebrated non-violent indie game is now a gun. <laughs> what game would make the perfect partner for Rainbow Six? And another thing, Ubisoft pays tribute to Greece by creating a Greece... Why, why did they do this? Couldn't possibly figure it out. Because satire is dead. Anyway, those are my two. For now. Um, so I'm not doing, so it's hard because this game has been uh, like, like you said before, this year has been full of a lot of games, which none of them are like, not none of them, but like a lot of them are not like amazing, huge blockbuster games. But I think a lot of the games this year sort of touched me in a way that sort of, I was not expecting. So those, that's basically what my barometer for this list is. Um, games that have sort of impacted me or shown me something new and something exciting. 
Um, so the first couple I'm going to talk about are Sayonara Wild Hearts, um, which I did talk about pretty recently. Um, just like really good music, like really good sound and fluid animation, really great art style um, for what is essentially like a rhythm game. Mm. Um, but tells like a story that's really nice and sweet and about like growing. Um, I cannot recommend that game enough uh, to the point where I, I went to go buy the vinyl online. Um, it is sold out. Of course. Sh- shockingly. <laughs> uh, they do have tarot cards though, which Ooh. also look really nice. Ooh, I yeah. do like tarot. I'm mm. looking it up right now. Aren't you meant to like... No, I'm typing in the document. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a thing that you're like not supposed to buy... Tarot cards, like they're, really? they're meant I've got to a like deck of cowboy tarot coming in the mail. Yeah, I'm just supposed to like so... be given them or something. Right? No, yeah, like you're meant no to has, acquire no them. Through has the tarot universe. cards anymore? Oh, that's a good point. That is a very nice deck of tarot cards, though. I was given these by the universe. It cost twenty three dollars. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> plus DST. Um, uh, another game I have spoken about on the podcast as well is Kind Words. Oh yeah, um, just a stunning little little thing that. You just send letters to the void and they send you nice letters back and you can request nice letters and people write you write you personalized nice letters about whatever you've asked. It's just it's just outstanding. Um, in a world full of hate, this is a pure little little art. Um, little art. Little art. <laughs> Cat can have a little art. Uh, a short hike. Is a game that I don't remember if I spoke about. You did. You did at I the did? time. Yeah. Okay, good. I didn't get to play it the last couple of days. I'm sorry. That's fine. Even you did ask me to. Both of you would love this game. Like with both of you would love this game with your entire heart. Oh. It is about two game, two hours long. Um, it's about two games long. Two games long. It is about two hours long. Is it on Switch? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Furiously starts googling. Uh, it's a lo-fi game about animals and there's a mountain and you want to get to the top of the mountain. Similar vein to Celeste in that way because you're there with your aunt and you don't really want to be there because you want to like sort of go home with your friends and the aunt's like, oh, just go climb the mountain, you know, like you'll have a good time. It reminds me of Night in the Woods a little bit. And it, it's very much like you meet people and you, you know, you find out what their problems are and you find out and they find out what your problems are. Not, Not on, on Switch. Switch. Not on Switch. Yeah. Tragic. What did you play it on? I played it on PC. Okay. Um, and you got to get more and more feathers and then you can fly higher and you climb up the top of the mountain and I'm not going to spoil what happens at the top, but it's just like a game that not many people has, have spoken about. Really, prob- maybe the most underrated game of this year for me. Wow. Definitely, definitely that. Um, yeah, I remember when Ollie played it because it was part of the Humble. Mm. Like it was a Humble original, wasn't it? I don't know. Or something like that. It's like a Humble I, something. I bought it like the minute it came out and then I finished it the minute it came out. So I finished at 3 a.m. Right. Um, and I just could not stop playing. Uh, it is so sweet, so funny. Like it's got that really good... It's like, like almost like it. Donut County humor adjacent. Like it's not right, right. that like that. Every minute is a joke, but when they're funny, they're that funny. Right. Um, there was one specific instance, huh? huh? Donut County. Yeah, so good. <laughs> that didn't come out this year, did it? No. Damn. Um, there was one specific joke that I will read out to you, which have, I saw. Just like, sorry, again. Has yeah. have you have either of you played Night in the Woods? I haven't, no. No. You both need to play that game so badly. Like, so badly. It's the same sort of, the same, that it's exactly what this reminds me of. 
when you're talking about this, it's like that same like humor sometimes, but also about a really important subject. Right. Um, and uh, that game's good. Please play that game. Okay. I think it. I think it's just like very up both of your alleys. Just like the Matrix with Jerry. Just I guess like the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> June was not there for that one. <laughs> oh, shit. Where is it? Is it that one? Sorry. I don't remember. Who, I'm trying to find this tweet, and it's worse because I don't know who made the tweet, but I know who they tagged and who replied. And I'm like <laughs> going through someone's replies trying to find a tweet. Uh, it's like me trying to find that Randy Pitchford tweet the, uh, on the bus. Yeah, except like worse because I'm just not going to find this. Um,. I'm not gonna find it. Um, it. It's yeah. It's it's just it's a it's a it's a very very funny game. It's a very sweet game with such a heartwarming ending. Um, I cannot recommend that game enough. Uh, and the last game I'll talk about for this round uh, is Frog Detective Two and the Invisible Wizard. <laughs> such a good title. <laughs> such a good title. <laughs> so uh, I was lucky enough to go to Parallels this year. And for those who don't know, what is that? Parallels is a independent games festival where you sit in an auditorium and you watch 15, 20 developers come on stage, talk about their game. Cool. And it is so good because it's all about like, it's all about the developer. It's all about like the strange, interesting, unique game they made, how they made it, where they are at. Why they made it. Yeah, why they made it. Like all that stuff. It's really, really good. Like if, if, if anyone in Melbourne hasn't been to Parallels and they're interested in any game development or any just games as an industry or as an art form, you should go to Parallels. Um, uh, like it, the actual festival is called Free Play. Parallels is the event that happens through Games Week. Um, right through free- Melbourne International Games Week. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Free Play is such a such a good event. Um, uh, so Grace Bruxner, um, the creator of Frog Detective, was there. Um, showing off the uh, premiere of Frog Detective 2, uh, the Invisible Wizard. <laughs> um, and she got on stage with her partner, who was also a developer of Frog... De- oh, sorry, the case of the Invisible Wizard, um, who is also a developer part of the studio. I think it's called... Uh, I think it's called like Worm Studio or something. <laughs> That's the name of the, the development team. I'll have a look. Uh, Worm Club. Worm Club. Worm Club. <laughs> uh, it's the first game also to be published by Superhot because um, they do games publishing now as well. Huh. Right. And the composer of the game, um, uh, Dan Golding, uh, all three of them got on stage and there's no talking in Frog Detective, but but there's like, there's like, there's no like, sorry, voice acting, but there's a lot of like written conversation and it is so fucking funny. It is it's on par with Donut County. It is, it, it is that funny. Ooh. And I was lucky enough to be in the audience when Dan Golding, who has never seen Frog Detective 2, was seeing it for the first time. And Grace, who was telling uh, the other, uh, Thomas, uh, yeah, Thomas Bowker to control the game, telling her where to go, she voiced every other character and Dan Golding voiced Frog Detective. <laughs> it was. I was fucking crying. It was so funny because it's so deadpan, so much of it, but it is so, so fucking funny. Um, please play both Frog Detective games. Frog Detective 2, uh, I played for an hour and I finished it. And oh it God, is just so good. It's $6.50 full price and it's 10% off right now. Yep. Yeah. Like this game just came out. 
and and part one is six fifty as well. Yeah, Australian that is. There wow. Was, there are so many, so many fuck. Sorry, there's that auto played. There are so many fucking funny jokes in this game, which are like just as memorable as the fucking Donna County jokes. It's just, it's just, please play this game. Please, please, please play this game. <laughs> it's gonna be like the conversation of night. Please play this game. Okay. <laughs> I'm staring at your uh, frog frog detective uh, plush. Yes, and you. they made a plush, and it's the cutest fucking thing. It's got a magnifying glass. It's got his own little magnifying glass. Good little paint pockets. Frog Detective has a new neighbor named Lobster Cop. <laughs> Lobster Cop. And Lobster Cop is the number one detective. So Frog Detective happily took the title number two detective in the in the world. <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's funny. The third one's going to be a western. Ooh, I can't. <laughs> there we go. How's that frog not going to melt? You want to try that one again? How's that frog not going to melt? Melt. Yeah. Frogs need there are water. frogs in the desert. Are they? Toads. Yeah. It's not a frog. It's got pants. It's got pants. That's even worse. And a shirt. It's got a magnifying glass to stop the sunlight from getting to him. <laughs> yeah, he uses it as an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump in here. Yep. So, uh, what have I talked about already? I talked about that, 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 that. In order, that's weird. Okay, cool. Um, so a couple of games, I'm going to talk about a couple of games that I played, uh, a bit of, I guess the ones that, okay, here we go. I'm just going to start talking about them. So the Outer Worlds is a game that I haven't played enough of, but that I really like the style of, um, both artistically, narratively, uh, conversationally and otherwise, um, it's a wonderful game. Um, and what I love about it the most I think was just how much it made me laugh whether it's the combat or whether it's the all of the the lackeys who are so bought into the um the corporate structure of their of their world um that game is really awesome and I I'm really looking forward to playing more of it I think I just need to unleash myself from wanting to play that on stream and just play through the whole thing um on my own because I'm just not getting through it I don't stream I don't have time to stream that often um but man, I enjoyed my first few hours of that game. Um, a game that is, I think, similar in how much I think of it fondly. Um, but I played many, 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 many more hours of is Apex, um, which we spoke about briefly before already. And that game, despite how bad I am at it, was just very fun. It was great to have another Battle Royale because everyone that... I played PUBG with bounced off it real hard. Um, once they came out with 1.0 and their, their, their mistakes and their bugs and their glitches and their design choices weren't acceptable anymore. And I was still just like, Oh, come on guys. It's still fun. Um, it was great to have another reason to play a great battle royale with a bunch of people just jump on and just be like, Hey, apex is like, yep. Apex. And then we die and we come back and then we die and we come back and then one of us would get half of a kill and we die and come back um but yeah we spoke about why it's so good before with it's you know it's sliding and it's pinging and it's gunplay and it's character the people movement. you play it with yeah also the voice chat to text option yeah great yeah. great yeah. addition that's awesome I've, I've seen that now in halo as well i think they mm. kind of set a bit of a standard with that game um 
They also had colorblind options, great accessibility options in that mm. game. What a year for Respawn. Mm. Like stealth launching Apex, a battle royale, and then coming out with a third person character action game set in the Star Wars universe made by a studio that has only ever made first person Titanfall games before. Yeah. Like incredible. Good on them. They that did such like a great job this year. Well, yeah, they, they, their lineage was from Call of Duty, yeah. but their studio hadn't. Yeah. Um, and then a quick shout out to Fire Emblem Three Houses. I thought this would be higher for you. It's third on my list. Okay. I'm leaving two to my last round. Um, Fire Emblem, I really enjoy. It's very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long in a way that like the play sessions are long, the story is long, the cutscenes are long, and I really enjoy it. But it does mean that I my enthusiasm has waned slowly. So I have gone to a point where when I play it, you know, kind of similar to Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's like when I pick it up and I'll play it, I'll play it for five hours. But then it's hard for me to say, all right, time for me to play something. I guess I'll just fuck around and play, you know, half an hour fire. Like yeah. I want to give it chunks of time. And I've, you know, work's been getting busier this time of year and it's just been a bit harder to do that. I'm, I'm still so invested in the story and the characters and like I haven't forgotten anything. Which is weird. I know I can jump back into that game. I don't have that issue where people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you know, I started the game and I came back and now I forgot. What... No, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm in it. I know what's about to happen and I'm ready for it. But um, yeah, I, I, just because I haven't finished that game and it's, it's, <laughs> and it's lasting a while, I'm, I'm excited to see how this story ends. At least this, this arc of this story. You take it so... I'm, what I'm really interested in, after having seen some of the more like world-altering choices that you get to make... Um, I really want to do the other houses, do the playthroughs and see how the story differs. Whether Another they... 100 hours age. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I don't know how I'll do that, but I am interested. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to play more of that game, which I feel like I say every week. <laughs> um, all right, June, what you got? Uh, I guess I'll do like my next like two that I don't care about that much <laughs> <laughs> and then leave the two I do care about to the end. Okay. Right. Uh, I played a lot of Yoshi's Crafted World, which sort of came out at the start of this year. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think many people really talked about it that much because it's, I guess, not just another Yoshi game. Another it's not really a Yoshi ones. game and it's I never played Yoshi before. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Which is not a no, no slight against no. it. It just means that I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, like, I was close to finishing it, I think. I put, put a fair chunk, maybe 30 hours into it. Well, you you were playing co-op with that one, right? Yeah, I was playing with my housemates. Yep. And a little bit by myself, but mostly with housemates. Um, it's such a sweet game. I mean, like, I talked about this on an episode that we did earlier this year as well. But, like, I don't know, Nintendo always has that charm. And, like, I think this was no exception, I suppose. Like, a lot of the, like, the just, like, really small details of how they've crafted the world. Hmm really made an impact and like i like i like gacha and there's a gacha mechanic in that game <laughs> so um that had me hooked yep um and it wasn't difficult and i mean you could go back and make it difficult like there was like a mechanic where you could flip the world around oh that's right you, you could do like, it backwards yeah which is neat um but i didn't i, I don't really care about that kind of stuff I just right. play the game be done with it um but it wasn't hard to do and i didn't 
have that much trouble and like it was difficult it's some stages but it wasn't too awful you know like little big planet was difficult sometimes yeah it wasn't difficult all the time and it was fun mm. in that way this is exactly the same it reminds me right. of like big planet i guess because it's also woolly also yeah it's like it's crafted <laughs> and stuff but but enjoyable and difficult but not too hard you know um and yeah the fact that it had co-op the entire time and in such a sweet, fun way where you can, you know, pick the color of a Yoshi and, like, every, you can both choose a different, like, armor to have on you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just really sweet and mm-hmm. really fun. And Yoshi is one of the best characters. Yoshi's so good. He's so good. What a little, what a little hero. You know, what a <laughs> trooper. Um, and then my second one, maybe Resident Evil 2. Oh. I was never really into Resident Evil before. Not that I'm new to Resident Evil now, but like I didn't really care about Resident Evil until this game. Um, but that game's scary, and it looks really good, and I had a really fun time when I was playing with it. Like playing it, I never it, it got too hard for me, right? I think which is why I put it down because it was really scary, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I think when did I get to? Did you get further into it than you did with? Resident Evil yes, 7. Definitely, oh, God, yeah. Definitely. We were like an hour into yeah. 7. No, oh, right, I, okay. I got maybe like halfway through Leon's route in Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. Um, so like three or four hours or something? Well, maybe more than that. Okay. Maybe I was just really bad at it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I, I haven't <laughs> um, played it. I don't know how long it takes. But like the, the health regen, I was playing on like the easy, easiest difficulty and the health regen even in that is, is really tough. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, three hits and you're, you're done. Yeah. Um, and it just got really frustrating. I think that's right. I got up to the stage where I don't know if any of you remember any of the listeners out there, yeah. um, but like you, you have to, you're, it's that bit where Mr. X like kills that guy in the jail cell, like puts his hand through the wall and just like caves his head in. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you're running away from him and you have to open the, the cages to the zombies is open as well and you have to run through there's no other way you have to run straight through but i fucked it up in a way that like messed with the algorithm or something and like there was just too many and i just can't get past it right and like mr x is there too for some reason and just it was just bad anyway and like your checkpoint you had like low health the to start just, with yeah they just fucked itself like basically um and i haven't touched it since which is a shame because that game was fun and leon's sexy are you gonna get through Who's in three? Is Leon in that? Leon, no, it's um. Then I don't care. It's Chris and no. Jill Valentine. Uh, I might care about Jill. Yeah, maybe is it Jill or is it? It's Jill. Valentine. Okay, right. This has got Nemesis, which is what Mister X turned into. Is it sexy? No, it's pretty gross. Okay. But like a really, really this. huge guy that follows you throughout the entire game. Nemesis. Yep. Let me just Google it. Hang on. My it's like a. It's opinion. like a concurrent story, isn't it? Resident Evil. I don't know. I'm the, pretty the sure story, the story is really cool. Ew. I'm pretty sure three is set concurrent with it. It's like set in concurrent events contemporary to number two. So it's set in the same city in, on like the same night. You know, it's like around the same time. Three is the one where they go around Raccoon City, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Which which is where number two is. Yeah. But that's yeah. Like, but like two is like in the cop shop. Yeah. Um, he's gross. Yeah. Looking at a picture of But he's really fucking fun to like be scared of. <laughs> Mr. X menacing. is really Mr. What do you say that like cause that like I said, I've never played Resident Evil before. I didn't yeah. really know yeah. what I was getting into. And like when you see him for the first time, it's like, oh fuck. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And he like shoot like a grenade at him and yeah, he like doesn't like, doesn't flinch. Yeah. yeah. 
I really like like I think as a remake that game did so well. Oh like, yeah, it was such a good remaster of remake of of an old game and like brought so many new fans mm. in as well and did such a good job with all of it. I don't know the the mechanics, the level design mechanics in that game are really excellent as well. And the puzzle mechanics are very good. I should go back to it. Man, that was a good uh-huh. game, actually. Uh-huh. I'll take it back. Resident Evil 2's puzzles, like Resident Evil in general's puzzles usually are really cool. Yeah. Like they're really, they're not always like, uh, sometimes they're pretty like silly where it's like grab the diamond and put it on the statue's hand and stuff. And I was like, yeah, all right. But yeah, like, it, like they're bad. fun. They're yeah. good. Like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I need to get this and put it somewhere and maybe I've got to spin it a couple times. And that, that really like, it's like satisfying feeling of like, Oh, I did you get, it. Yeah, or you, yeah, or like, you know, you, you unlock, you do a winding path to the right-hand side of the building and then you end up underground on the left-hand side and you end up, oh, I unlocked the door so I can go back that way yep. now. Like, yep. Just stuff like that. Like, and you, you, you slowly un- unlock everything and you know how to get places now because yep. everything's unlocked and you understand how the map works. Yeah. It's neat. Games that do that are really special. Mm. Um, anyway. Cool. Next. Um, you got Jeremy. So, Telling Lies, I spoke about quite a bit um, about a month ago when that game came out. Uh, Sam Barlow's game, spiritual successor to her story, and better in nearly every way, I sort of concluded towards the end, in my opinion. Um, Really, really special game. The best FMV game I've ever played. Um, The bar is really high. That and The Quiet Man, they're like like that. Um... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, like it's it's a really phenomenal game with phenomenal acting and a knockoff Tom Hardy. Um, Control, I spoke about a little bit here and there. Um, I want to go back. That's probably number one in terms of my games that I want to go back and play the most. Right. Um, I love those style of games. Those like because it's essentially what the fuck is happening yeah like I, I love weird shit right and yeah. that game is weird shit with a capital w t s h i and and like that game knows it's weird and leans into it mm. in like the best possible fucking way and also like 2019 is the year of like floating bodies in the sky for video games because holy hell so many oh, yeah. fucking games had that um because it's scary. Yeah. It's so scary. It's menacing and control knows menacing. And some of like some of the machine like like the, the enemy design, some of them were so violent, but they weren't like gory violent. They were just like aggressive shapes. Like physically violent. Yeah, like without form, but this gigantic mass that was like constantly exploding and it like it would get closer to me and it was like in it was it was full on. It was awesome. Um that game just looks good also. That game looks phenomenal. Its voice acting is really good. Its story is so cool. Its setting is a, awesome. Do you have a 2070 or a 1070? I have a 1070 Ti. Okay. I could run it at like medium, probably. Yeah, you might be able to run it higher. I was just wondering if you could run ray tracing, but you don't have oh, RTX. No, I, no, I do not GTX. have that. Sorry, PC nerd talk. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> uh, on the complete opposite side of that spectrum... One of my favorite games of the year, which is not at all what I was expecting, is Cadence of Hyrule. Um, That game is a love letter to every good Zelda song in the best, most delightful possible way. Oh, so it goes for 15 hours straight. I wish. (laughs) I really wish it did. I 
did not 100% it, but I got, like, I completed that game and did a bunch of the side stuff. Um, it is so sweet. It is so pretty to look at. I didn't really love Crypt of the Necrodancer. I thought it was fine, but I didn't really, like, get into it as much because I didn't love the music in that. Yeah. But, like, this is such the perfect mix. And it's got a really cool story that, like, fits into, like, Zelda, like, like the Zelda structure in a way that's really cool. Um, leans into all the best sort of Zelda stuff, all the best 2D Zelda stuff, at least. And, like, the way they end that game, they, like... I think Crypt of the Necrodancer is going to become a franchise hopping franchise. Oh. Which, I hope so. Cause yeah. It, 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 it works. Yeah. So it so works. Cadence of... Well, surely, no, so, surely Final Fantasy or something next. Well, I was oh. thinking more like like Metroid. I was just about really? to say that, but I couldn't remember the name. Um, Zephyrs. <laughs> oh, Zephyrs. Yeah, yeah. Well, so like the thing is like it's... Zebes. Like Cadence is one of the characters. So like it's not gonna be like cadence of something, but like yeah, like I like I really hope they like this is also like the first time Nintendo's like licensed out one of their like properties in fucking forever, right? Like Ooh. in a long time at least. I would like have an, to get back to you on that one. To an indie studio. Aside like that and uh Mario Rabbids. Yes, that That's is it. what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, it's like those two. And they both seem really cool. I would love to see um, Crypt of the Necrodancer show up in other franchises. Like, I would love to see like a Kingdom Hearts one because Kingdom Hearts has got some. All right, I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there are a bunch of games that could that could benefit from that. Um, uh, reimagining. Yep. Cool. Also, I've spoken length about this, but dreams. But what? But dreams. Dreams, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you can listen to any other podcast. I'll talk about <laughs> dreams. I won't bother bulking this one down with why I, I love dreams. We spoke about it last week. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. about every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Just like China. Yep. <laughs> and Deadly Premonition. <laughs> oh, my God. It's on my list. Oh, no. I'm not talking about it today. Oh, thank God. Um, Take us round. Last round. Last round, team. Here we go. Oh, what do I start with? I got two. Outer Wilds. This is a game that we set for ourselves for the uh, game club. And it became a bit of a daunting task that both June and I didn't fulfill in the time frame. And we've, we've kind of pushed and pushed and since put the, the podcast on hiatus since. Um, so it's, it's interesting how it, how it kind of came around. Jeremy was like, oh, guys, have you heard of this? It's, like, extremely my shit. And I was like, okay. He was like, you should play it. I was like, okay. There's so many things I should play. Whatever. All right. Yeah. And then you were like, no, guys, like, we're doing this on the podcast. We all need to talk about it. Like, like it just happened. It was like, you are that, playing this game. I just point out that I asked and you both agreed. I didn't just say. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I did, like, I did make the, you the hard sell. You strongly stumped for it. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, right. Yeah, the hard sell. Um. And it's a game that I've spoken about in vague terms many times before. It's one I'm going to continue to talk about vague terms in because it's it's it, you you need to go in experiencing that game fresh. The planets of that game are so unique. The gameplay mechanics of that game are so thoughtful and inspiring and inspired. So many cool ideas that get pulled off in so many ways that make you go, oh, fuck, how do they... 
oh, but that means that what if I do, you know, it just, it, it lights my brain on fire with imagination and what ifs and creativity and, and trying to piece it all together, this mind map. Um, and I love it. I don't want to talk about it any more than that because uh, it's hard to talk about it more than that without sounding fake and crap. So uh, please play that game and then message me about it on Twitter and then we can nerd out about it in DMs. Um, <laughs> I think... We should make an Outer Wild Discord where it's just people talking oh, about... Oh, let's I'm sure that. that exists. I'm sure that exists. I'm sure already. it does. I, if, if you're in that, please invite me. Please. God, I just want to break that game down. And talk about all the little bits. It's really cute. And the music's really good. Anyway, um, <laughs> I really liked the game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, even although it's got a bad <coughs> um it doesn't have the it doesn't have the best ending, but thinking about it more in retrospect, the story, writing, dialogue, and realization of the aesthetic and setting of that game put it above all the other games I've played this year, I think. Except Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is its own thing, but Star Wars is 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 going to be a game that I think back on fondly for a long time. the The writing and the character development in that game is it's honestly really special, and it's it's why I keep pushing. Well, not pushing, but it's why I keep saying yeah, pushing. I keep I keep reminding <laughs> you about it because I'm like, it's a similar thing to Outer Wilds. It's like there are bits, there are moments of that story. Where, where, where Outer Wilds has me going, oh shit, because of gameplay moments. Star Wars has me going, oh shit, because of the narrative and the story they tell and the character development and the, the way it works. Everything I just already said, right? Um, it, it, it tells an awesome story. I again, I don't think it finishes it very well, but um, it's, it's great. And the way they your, your character levels up and gets the new stuff, like the moves that your character does, like... Cal's stance and lightsaber style is pretty unique to him, I would say. He's got this whole, like, overarm reaching thing that you don't really see. Well, that I haven't really seen in the movies, at least. Um, and it feels heavy in a way that I love, in a way that um, the the lightsaber fights are in the sequel trilogy in The Force Awakens and yep. Last Jedi, which is a style that I love. I love how heavy those those lightsabers, those fight <laughs> scenes with the lightsabers are. Third one as well. Right. Excellent. That is excellent news. Um, yeah, they did a great job. There are so many times I played that game with Sam watching and you've got BD1 who's a, who's a droid who sits on your shoulder, right? And the first hour when you get introduced to him is really cute because he like he tries to attack like a bug that's like big and it's like four times the size of him and it's like just like one of the normal enemies. And when you beat it, he's got like a little broken foot. And he's trying to walk around and try, still trying to help you out. No. He's like, oh, my foot. And, and Cal's like, oh, no, stop walking here. Let me help you. And, he, and, and he's like, oh, there's a workbench over here. I'll help you out. Because Cal's like a scrapper, right? So he's, he's handy with tools. And so he wa he's walking over to the scrap bench and he's picked BD up by like the, not by the legs. He's picked him up by like the midsection, like, he's, like his trunk. And so his legs are just kind of sitting there. He's all like tucked up. <laughs> and he says this around. He's just like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> he's so cute he's like a little like a little chicken dog with this excellent <laughs> little personality and every time and then when you fix him up he's like how's that is that fixed and he like jumps up and, he's, and his head spins around and he and then he like and then cal's like right good to go and he walks away and and bd is just <laughs> he like runs off the bench and then like starts trying to like cal climb cal's leg 
and because up until this point he hasn't been on your shoulder where he lives the rest of the game and and so he just he's just staring up he's just like oh <laughs> he's like clinging to your leg and he's and guy's like oh okay if you want to come up and he's just like Woo! and then he just sits on your leg and the whole time bd's animations are so good and there were so many times when i was playing with sam the the standout moments are you know, they do that classic like god of war uncharted where you like walk between the two very thin walls and it's clearly a loading zone right frog detective just fell over um it's clearly a loading zone and they're like they like squeeze through but they have all these really bespoke animations for it and it's always really dark and bd's eyes and like back panels are glowing and so he's lighting up the area but there are times where um like the 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 channel will like go up a bit and so cal kind of has to like jump out of camera and bd like jumps off his shoulder and just like walks it just a little bit he's just like blip, blip, blip. And just on his own he just did a little bit and then cal picks him up put it back and back out oh it's so cute <laughs> and like i'd just be like sad <laughs> come here look, look and i just walk back and forth in this one section it's so oh that game's really special not not perfect but it doesn't matter it's wonderful and i enjoyed it a great deal and it might no, it's not my it's not my game of the year, but it's definitely second. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. The end. I'm glad you liked that game because I don't know anyone else that did. So Yeah. Like Milner like hates it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not too hot on it. I think it's fine. You should get to the story. <laughs> I think I'm done with Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> You're so jaded after this oh. morning. I, that's a lie. Mandalorian's still on, but like, it's not. It's not like it's not. Oh no! That's a conversation for another top, another podcast. Oh. It's fine. This is a Star Wars podcast, basically. Anyway. Yeah. He missed the window. Hey. Me. No, he missed the he missed the Star Wars window. Yeah. What do you mean, miss the Star Wars window? Like, if you were going to enjoy that game, maybe it was before you saw this movie. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, let's talk about me. Yeah, mm. please. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, I don't think I have a game of the year, and like all of these games like, didn't hit, hit different. Right. Right. <laughs> um, this is the year after Red Dead Two. Yeah, exactly. Like last year was good, and this year was like okay. Um, I played a lot of Frostpunk this year. After Jeremy talked about it and sold me on it, that one podcast. And I I think this was the only game this year where I could not put it, like the only game that I could not yeah, put down. Yeah. And like the only game that I, I, I couldn't, like I had, I had to stay up to 4am on a work night because I could not, yeah. I could not stop. Like Whoa. there's just, you can't stop. I, I got some news for you as well. Keep going there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> one where it's just in the old west <laughs> oh, fuck um uh, i uh really like um resource management stuff i hadn't realized that in a long time because i i feel like i played a lot of resource management stuff when i was a kid and didn't remember that i liked that but um the capricorn in me is jumping out and um I don't know, it was just like such a cool world and space and stressful time. Yeah. <laughs> it was so stressful. Um and I I finished it my third playthrough, I think. 
and I haven't really felt the need to go back. I would like to because it does have those different modes, but I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, from, yeah. from you yep. and from Ollie and from now you June as yeah. well. Like it's interesting. Like you you fight for that that survival and yeah. then you make it. It's like and whew. like exactly and that's like that's that's really it. But the fact that like I still think about that game now. It's been like six months, so mm. that's a testament, I think. So there's some DLC coming out for it. Oh, fuck. And it's a prequel. Oh, fuck. And it's got oh, the most right. baller fucking name. It's a great name. Called? I forgot what it was. The Last Autumn. That's very good. It's fucking rad. Ooh. It's about the last autumn before the winter. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I Like, another thing, like Catherine, I guess, is like, I want an excuse to play that game again yeah maybe you, you, maybe i will you, you should check out there's a lot of really cool scenarios mm. which have really different mm. like there's there's a scenario which is all about not having any people out mm. and just having everybody working to make sure the automatrons are working mm. and you get like nine of them it's it's different mm. it's a different yeah, style like it's different really game, cool almost. it's it's really rad mm. i should i should go back also the music is good mm. and it also looks really good it just good. looks really fucking good Man, that game's good. Yep. <laughs> um, my second one is uh, Life is Strange 2. I have not finished it. I've only played uh, episode one. Um, but the things they do in that episode are <sighs> extremely important and very don't nod. And uh, this is the game that I cried the most over, I think. Mm. Um, there's. You said you haven't finished it, right? I, I mean, I, I, I'm up to the end of... Like, does something happen at the end of the first chapter? Um, there's, there's one scene that I want to talk about that's, I think, at the end. Okay, yeah, by all means. Can I talk? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, have you got up to the scene where... Um, I don't remember the, the younger brother's name. I don't remember. Off the name. Younger yeah. brother has yeah. just, like, gotten upset and he's made shit fly around the room. Maybe you didn't get this ending, actually, because I know Jack didn't. Um, yeah. Anyway, and... Because it, it randomised if I blew up Arcadia or not. And yeah. and because because I didn't finish one, so yeah. I didn't I didn't okay. have an answer, so it just gave me a random option. Uh, interesting. Anyway, so like, he gets upset and and starts using his powers, and you calm him down, and you end up jumping on the bed while um, Block Party plays in the background, yeah. and it's such a like I am bawling my eyes out because like I really like like that song. Um, uh, fuck, I'm gonna have to remember what the the song is, but like it's a song that I played a lot on Guitar Hero. Oh, so right. like um, I, I knew it a lot, and it was a, a song from my high school, I guess, like high school era. And like, wow, that hit home, didn't it? It just, I don't know, <laughs> it was just like something about it was was like you know these two brothers who are like going through it real hard and like jumping on the bed, being kids in a motel room, like you know the wellhead, their dad is dead, but their brother doesn't want to tell you know like it's it's like <sighs> where are they because i'm in the woods okay it's after the woods oh okay right maybe you haven't got up to yeah maybe yet. not maybe i don't know i probably just ruined it oh well that's fine i mean um, there's still four more chapters after it <laughs> um it is strange too um but uh banquet it's called anyway um uh, life is strange again continues to tear my heart in two tiny pieces <laughs> um and i i do want to play more of this game and i think i've spoken about it before as well but i've also haven't heard strong things about the rest of the episodes and i really don't know how you can do 
anything more hard hitting than what the first episode did. Yeah, it yeah, it deals with a lot of things which are incredibly topical and incredibly difficult mm. and deals with them in a way that feels somewhat like nuanced in a way. Like it's it's very, very on the nose, mm. but it's still it's it's still done so with care. Mm. Um I I wasn't following the reactions to every episode apart from five. And everybody I know's reaction to five actually made me download really? the game. Yeah, that, now that, that the last episode has come uh, out, there's okay. been this big swell of support for the game. Like that, people are really stumping for it. And you know, like I don't like those games and I still tried it because of all of that. Mm, so okay. it's it's been pretty positive. True. Okay, and I do like Life is Strange. Yeah. <sighs> okay. You've sold me. <laughs> done it again. Um Ready for me to do it one more time? Yes. All right. Uh, are you are you done that? Okay, cool. Um, so before I talk about Outer Wilds, I'll talk briefly about Sekiro, um, because Sekiro is the first from software game I really really liked. Uh, so Sekiro is like the first game that like the first from software game that I really really connected with. Um, I think probably because of it was easier than all the others. Um, and that's like a good thing because like I want to like those games and I couldn't like the other ones because it was too fucking hard. Um. <laughs> Uh, that being said, like the difficulty in Sekiro, I did have a good time with because I felt like I was really overcoming a challenge. Um, and like I, I wrote a whole article about it, how like it's sort of like a dance that you have to play your part in. And it doesn't mean just attacking all the time whenever there's like an empty spot. Sometimes it's best to just wait and then wait and then wait and then strike. Um, it's got a really cool, it's got really cool lore, a really, really awesome enemy design. I mean, From Software always does but like really unique sort of stuff that happens in that game. Um, I had a lot of fun with it and at some point I'd love to go back, but I say that about a lot of games. Um, <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Yeah, but like it's it's probably the most polished game I've played all year. Um, it's really, it's just like, it's, it's just tight. It is just so, so well put together. I don't know how many great games they can keep making. Like, how does that studio keep making games <laughs> that everybody seems to just love, right? Like... Miyazaki, we're running out of great game juice. <laughs> what are we going to do? Quick, plant more trees. <laughs> no, but it's like three Dark Souls games, a Bloodborne game, Sekiro, Demon Souls. Souls, and it's like all the DLC in between. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. nuts. Yep. Maybe That's the, all since, like, 2009. It's all the last 10 years. Maybe the most successful studio this decade. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Maybe. Naughty Dog? Up there. Yeah, Uncharted 3. Uncha yeah, you've got Uncharted 3 in the mix. <laughs> yeah. kind of poisons the well a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so out of wild. So <laughs> again, for the 18th time on this podcast. For the last time this year, I promise. Uh, <laughs> so A week. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So uh, there, there, there was a reason that I wanted Dune and Carrie to play Outer Wilds, and it wasn't just because it's like a great sci-fi game. Like that is part of the reason, but it's also because this game came at a time in my life which was very difficult and a, a point that I'd never uh, had to experience. Well, I'd never had the unfortunate experience of going through loss before, like I did when this game. Uh, came out, which is when I, I bought it on release. Um, 
So there's a lot of things that Outer Wilds is about and you'll find out what they are when you play them. But one of the things that you don't realize what it's about until it could be at any point in the game, honestly, because of how open that game is. But like there was one conversation I had with a character in that game. I don't remember the name of the character. It's the one on Giant's Deep. Giant's Deep. Oh, the one with the like the clarinet flute. The one that you learn the meditating from. Yes. Yeah. Who? Yes. Yes. Rick Barr? One of them? One of them. Yeah. Uh, They've all got really cute names that I can never remember. So hard to remember. Um, Because they're like not at all like conventional words and they don't sound like anything else. Um, But so like the loop of Outer Wilds, for anyone who's not familiar, is every 22 minutes the world resets. The sun explodes. You die. You come back 22 minutes prior. You start again. And it's about sort of unlocking lots of the secrets of the world and just sort of finding out what is going on. And the person you find on Giant's Deep, which is the big ocean planet, June, the one the one that we eat with all the... the this is the guy in the hammock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His name is Gabro. Gabro. That's, yeah. that's him. He teaches you how to meditate. And meditating in this game fast forwards time to the end of the world so you can restart. If you have like five minutes and you don't really have anything, anything to do in that five minutes, you're not just waiting. You can just meditate, go to sleep, and then you wake up and you've restarted the game. That took me about 80% of my playthrough to find that. It, it, like I found it, I think, about 45 to 50%. Yeah. Like, quite a chunk in. Like um, I said, that was because I, I wanted to avoid that planet, like the plague, right. after I found it the first time. Yeah. And I remember there's a conversation you can have with him where he says, where your character says, like, oh my god, the universe is exploding. Like, we need to go or something like that. And he says, like, that's nah, fine. Like, it happens. And then he teaches you how to meditate. And you close your eyes and you wake up after the universe has exploded back on your home. And because this game is about, you know, you don't warn anyone that the universe is exploding. No, because every time you come back, no one remembers. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, it is just like Groundhog Day. And that hit me really hard because at the time my grandmother was suffering of Alzheimer's really bad, like really, really bad, like to the point where we would have the same conversation a couple times an hour. And it got to the point where like I would sort of develop a script when I would talk to her about the things that were going on in my life that were really positive so that she could like find out what they were. And there was no point telling her about the bad stuff because she wasn't going to remember and all it would do is make her sad. So that sort of helped me deal with like, why would I want people to worry if anything is going to just reset anyway? Um, that and like the way that game treats the end of the universe is so unlike any other game that I've ever played because it's so like... It, it it's very real. It's very much like it's a privilege to be here and sometimes the end is just here. And when my grandmother passed, that was the first person I've known who died. Um, like my first family member who died, my first funeral that I went to, a lot of firsts all at that time. And I wasn't... Like, I was obviously devastated, but I wasn't like 
sad about it because the game had sort of shown me that like it wasn't the you know this happens like it's just part of life and it's okay just to bear witness to like the end sometimes and I remember being terrified of the end of that game because I was worried they weren't going to stick the landing and so I got up right to the end of the game and then I didn't play it for like four weeks oh that's right yeah I forgot that yeah I I didn't beat that game for such a long time because I was so worried something was going to happen and you were going to like fix everything right can I clarify yeah so you got up to like the final cycle uh like as in like I got up to being prepared for the final cycle and then I like and then I just like found a walkthrough at some point for like four weeks later because I've forgotten a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah um and I just I got that one to walk through me towards the end of that game and it stuck the landing in every possible circumstance um for me at least and it was such a like cathartic moment of like this is how this game helped me experience something that could have been one of the saddest moments of my life up to this point. Um, and that was great. Like that was so, so useful. And I remember telling, cause I, I've, I haven't shared this story until now, um, apart from with my mom and my dad and they got it and were happy for me, but they didn't like really get it. Like, cause they didn't know, cause it's hard to explain this game without like showing it to people because of how, intricate and delicate that balances of like um managing loss and being okay with what's happening and then moving on from that yeah um and it's like it's i don't know like this game like you know this game obviously came at a part in my life that was like the perfect time for it to show up um so it hit me probably more than the game or the developers had ever intended <laughs> yeah um but that doesn't take away from like the amount of like hey that's me i had in this entire game um so yeah no it's it's like it's such a special game that i will remember for the rest of my life at least um at least uh yeah i i have tried to write that story so many times um i have no idea how to write it so i just had to talk about it on the podcast because it has been sitting in me for such a long time um but yeah no it's all that stuff aside as well like some of the puzzles in that game the look of that game the style of that game the music every beat and detail is so handcrafted and so intentionally designed it's wild to think that game started off as a student game it's the outer wilds yeah it is <laughs> not worlds <laughs> um yeah that is my game of the decade and the year so yeah Beat that. yeah people play that game <laughs> yeah totally that thank you for sharing mm. um i wonder i don't think i'd ask you this now because I think that would be an impossible question to answer. I, it, it's the kind of thing that um, when you say that, because I, I, I have previously known what your favorite game of all time has been, which is Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. I'd love to know um, how it feels for you. But it's interesting because I know that game is a favorite of yours because of the, the context of it, again, of you playing it with your dad and 
and like learning what it was and like sharing that experience together and like not even knowing how to find the Colossus <laughs> yeah, for the like first like two hours. Yeah, not actually playing the game part of the game <laughs> yeah. for like multiple hours. Uh, it's interesting that the, the the way these games yeah mean so much. Yeah, like when like this this game t- caught me off guard so much and like it has literally never left my mind the closure it gave me having to deal with something that I never had to deal with like that before. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very good. It's, very, it's a very good game. think about this sometimes and I struggle to find ways to relay it to people that don't play games. And it's the fact that video games are such a different type of medium because you can experience it in such different ways to film or to books because you can share it with other people. And if you don't, you know, your perceptions of it are different if you play it in different environments or at different times of your life. And I feel like you don't really get that with other things as much, I suppose. And it reminds me that video games are good. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like in Outer Wilds, like a lot of the time those lessons that it taught me, like, cause it's a first person game. They were talking like directly at me. Mm. And so a lot of it, like I was literally taking to heart. Um, and it was like, there, there are multiple characters in that game that like, they teach you things like their entire job is to give you not only like information about the game, but also like a lesson in, you know, preparation or dealing or like stuff that happens in the game. And they, yeah, if, if, it, if it was like someone talking to like another character in like a movie or like a book or something like it, I don't think I would have hit as hard unless you, you are there. Yeah. Like they, they were talking to me, um, which yeah, it was, I don't know how I would have gotten through that time without that game because it was like so, important to me so i'm grateful for you that you had that Mm. and that's an incredible stroke of um of luck that that Mm. a game that suited you so to the core in such a way and that had the messages that it had came along at just like the exact right day yeah that's incredible Mm. yeah it was yeah universe is wild sometimes yeah Awesome. So, in case that hasn't tipped you over the edge to play that game, I think you really should play that game. <laughs> it's not very expensive. It's very sweet. It's very wonderful. Um, and uh, it could like, mean a whole lot to you as well, I suppose. Yeah, and I also want to reiterate, it's not a depressing game. <laughs> like, that game is not sad. Yeah, no, and not really. it's not a... Uh, universe is ending blah blah boohoo it's it's very like yeah no like be in the moment enjoy what you have because sometimes it ends and that's fine too but in the meantime you know see what's around absolutely awesome well thank you again jeremy for sharing that Mm. um yeah that's that's wild i'm gonna keep making that joke (laughs) (laughs) um well, that's the end of the Minimap cast for this week, this month, and this year. This decade. And, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> um, 
I just, I've just been having to think about this while we've been recording. Um, and I was saying to Jeremy before the podcast as well, uh, we've, I, we've gotten to a point with this podcast that I'm honestly really proud of it. Mm. Um, and I'm not that, you know, we were creating crap beforehand, um, or anything like that, but this is this, uh, I'm, I'm really happy with what we've been able to make, you know, getting to hear, um, other people's stories when they listen to this, like, like, you know, talking to someone and they're like, oh, I was just listening to this part of the podcast. Like last week when you spilt the beer on the carpet, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking to someone about that. Um, it's just, there's, there's a lot of nice moments we have with this. And so I just wanted to thank everyone who does listen to this, whether it's infrequently or in, in bursts and then not again for months or, or just, just once and then never again. Like anyone who's ever listened to this, I really, um, well, we all really appreciate uh, that you have found some sort of, uh, entertainment from this it means a lot to us um and i wanted to thank you too as well for doing this with me this year and the previous year and um i'm really excited to keep doing it it's just it's so fun even if we you know lose our podcast into a different migration service and <laughs> no one's listening to our podcast for weeks and we didn't even know oh about it god <laughs> Like, oh my god! <laughs> like it's such, oh, it's such fun to do this with you three, uh, with you two. I'm the third, obviously. Um, so I just want to say thanks to everyone for that, and I'm excited to keep it going in the in the new year. Me too. So yeah, that about wraps it up. Like I've said at the start of the podcast, you can find this and all of the content that we do on minimap.com.au. Um, if you want to be aware of when we post new things. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Mine is at KJPalmer underscore 24. Jeremy's is... At Obi1Jez. June's is... Junez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. That's actually how you say it, not yes. the way I said it. <laughs> um, you can also find um, ways to support us on patreon.com slash MinimapAU. Um, things like our outtakes and uh, other stuff like that. But um, aside from that, Thank you all so much, really, for listening. Mm. We really appreciate it. And until next decade, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. See you in 2020. <laughs> 2020.